Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. This is our 19th bonus show, and my name is Henry. Today, uh, just me, um, as it has been for the last couple bonus shows. Elle has some in the works as well, but right now it's just me. Uh, this time around, it's going to be a good one. We are going to be talking about the Matrix franchise. We are going to be talking uh, the Matrix, the Matrix Reloaded, the Matrix, Matrix Revolutions, and then the new film, the Matrix Resurrections. So it's going to be a, a great time. Uh, you know, this is a pretty iconic franchise. And, you know, with the, the new film that came out in the last year or so, figured, you know, it's a good time to talk about it. So I guess jumping right in, the Matrix franchise, it came out around, you know, the same time as some of those other big, big ones like Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man, Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, amongst a couple others, I think, but this was the really one of the only ones out of that group at the time that I did not see. I just, my brother wasn't watching it. My friends weren't really talking about it. That was one that I did not really get to and probably around college. And I had only seen the first one up until a few weeks ago. And I went and uh, watched all three of the latter films, including the new one just in the last, you know, couple weeks. So it's pretty new for me. I don't have a big nostalgic love for it, you know, like some others do or like I do for others that came out of that time. But obviously, I still knew its impact and watching it, I can still very clearly see its impact on movies since. So, yeah, I guess I'll be a little bit more objective, a little bit more distant with these movies um, in some ways. Nevertheless, I think it will still be a really good discussion. I'm curious what other people have to say about it. So, the thefilmwithpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Comment on my reviews on Letterboxd. So, anyways, well, let's get into it. So, The Matrix came out in 1999, and it's written and directed by the Wachowskis, and it stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, and others. And this one made $467 million against a budget of $63 million. So, you know, pretty, pretty decent hit, and when this came out, it was a huge success critically, and, you know, it spawned this huge fan base, and it has is considered, you know, Probably one of the, the most influential blockbusters of all time with its filmmaking, its story, you know, storytelling, concepts, ideas about, you know, what's real, what's not, the visuals, the, all the slow-mo, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, there's no denying it is a huge, huge film in film history and blockbuster history. And, you know, I watched it first time in college and rewatched it recently. And overall, I do like this movie a fair bit. Again, since I'm not, I don't have the nostalgic love for it. I don't think I love it as much as some others do. I wish I could. Maybe in time I will with more rewatches. But overall, it looks fantastic. All, you know, all the cool slow-mo, all the, you know, like the bullet time, all that stuff is awesome and so inventive. And obviously, if you watch really any sci-fi movie that has come out since, 
it's clearly had an influence on a lot of them. This was another big break for Keanu Reeves where he really explode into, you know, blockbuster territory. You know, I mean, of course it deals with, you know, si- you know, simulation, what's real, what's not, everything from capitalism, you know, it, it also has, you know, religious themes, philosophy. I mean, it, the, the movie is quite, quite dense uh, for the kind of film that it is. And, you know, that's something that makes it so rewatchable and I think has give it, given it such a shelf life is because there's so much to unpack. You know, there is a surface level story, of, you know, you know, with action and, you know, flashy, uh, cinematography, but also there's a lot going on underneath if you want to explore that as well. So, you know, it's a movie that if you're wanting to look back at, you know, film history, see where, you know, movies now came from. Obviously, I mean, this is only about 20 years old, but, you know, see where, you know, more modern films have come from, um, especially in the sci-fi world. This is a one that you, you gotta see no matter what, even if you end up not liking it or it's just, you know, it's a, a signature part of, sci-fi film and i would say my biggest issue with the with all these movies really is for whatever reason i find that i never really get that attached to anyone as opposed to other franchises like this for some reason maybe because everyone is so very you know intentionally like robotic and emotionless i find that on an emotional level these movies do not hit me very well and so I feel like I'm always at a distance, even with someone like Keanu Reeves, like Neo. You know, I feel like I'm not never really getting to know anyone all that well. I'm kind of l- just watching it all happen. I- I'm not really, I don't really always feel that invested in the characters and in the world. I don't know if that's, a, you know, a hot take. I- I'm sure there are people who feel the exact opposite, but at least compared to other sci-fi franchi- fr- franchises that came out around the same time, this one... I feel like is the most forgettable for me in terms of the emotion. I feel like there aren't that many moments that really hit me hard. And which for me is that detracts. I appreciate the ideas. I appreciate the world, the, the characters, you know, the, the concepts. But I've, I, with all of these movies, I feel like I'm never really that attached and, and, you know, in love with these people wanting to see what happens. I, you know, there's a, a marginal level of that, but that's something that makes the movie not be a masterpiece, at least on a more uh, personal level, because I feel like it, I'm always a little, I'm kind of coasting along sometimes. But, you know, great score, great writing. Uh, I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan, and, and I'm, I'm going to be doing a Keanu Reeves bonus show coming soon, so make sure to check that out, either on the regular feed or on Bandcamp, the filmbuds.bandcamp.com. So, yeah, great movie, not amazing to me. At this point, some things are a little dated. Some of the looks are a little dated. Some of the effects aren't, you know, always amazing. But still, overall, uh, a huge film. Definitely worth a watch no matter what. This one, uh, maybe a hot take, I don't know. It's a heavy four out of five. And maybe in time it'll grow. But for now, it's a four out of five. All right, let's get to The Matrix Reloaded, which came out in 2003. And this one grossed $741 million against a budget of around 140. So a huge hit, even more than the first one. And this one got, you know, fairly strong reviews and you know again what it was a and it was a huge, you know, box office success. For a sequel, it's pretty good. You know, you never know with movies like this and we'll get to the third one, but for a sequel, uh, I I still think the first one is better, but you know, this one explores the world more. It's, I think it's better directed. It's more cleanly directed and cleanly told. The action is awesome. I think the whole highway sequence towards the end is amazing. Um, just the choreography, the effects, uh, all of that is awesome and very intense. And even though it goes on a long time, it's still very inventive, keeps you guessing and very suspenseful. 
with all of these movies, there, there's the whole, you know, Kung Fu and martial arts aspect. And some of that, you know, I think at this point, some people who maybe are new to it could see it as being a little goofy. Some of the choreography or how people are like, you know, jumping really high and then coming down or like floating in the air, that kind of thing. What I can get, I don't love that stuff either. It still is very well done for the most part. It, it is very fun, in my opinion. In this one, we also, you know, meet the architect who's this um, kind of like an omniscient part of the Matrix. And there's all these, you know, there's the Oracle in, in these movies. There's, you know, all these very spiritual, philosophical beings that uh, Neo encounters that definitely makes it very interesting. Some of it, you know, is maybe at times overwritten or trying to reach too far, but it at end of the day, it's ambitious. It's for the most part, it it sticks the the landing, and you never really know where these movies are going to go, which makes it interesting. At the same time, I find that they all kind of run together a little bit. I feel like certain scenes, certain moments, I feel like sometimes I struggle to f- remember which movie it came from, you know. But overall, I, I don't like it as much as the first. Still strong. Still a very good sequel in the big scheme of things. Uh, love Keanu Reeves. Love love the whole, you know, Hugo Weaving is awesome. Carrie Ann Moss is awesome. Uh, Jada Beacon Smith comes in this one. Uh, oh, and of course, Lawrence Fishburne is a classic. You know, he's a, as Morpheus, he's a, you know, iconic part of these movies. Once again, as I was saying with the first, I, I'm, even though this movie is continuing with most of the same characters, I'm not that, I feel, again, I don't feel like I really get to know them, which is frustrating. I feel like I'm not on an emotional level with, with them most of the time. Like, I don't, if something bad happens, like, oh, I'm not like, I'm not like crying, which I mean, isn't like a huge deal, but like with other franchises, even at the same time, you know, Pirates, Spider-Man, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, I feel like those movies hit me much harder than these do on an emotional level. And so once again, that's a detractor for me. Maybe that's a hot take. You know, I'd be curious to see if people who love this franchise see how they feel about it. Not a whole lot else to say. The, you know, the plots are so complex, it's kind of hard to come, uh, unpack it all. I feel like at times I still don't know, don't understand fully a lot of things that were happening, which comes with rewatches, which I I will do. I think in the coming years, I'll definitely pop these in every once in a while and see what else I can discover. Yeah. So Matrix Reloaded, I'll give that a three and a half out of five. I don't know if I'm being too harsh on these movies. I'm sure there's some people who are upset about that, but hey, it's first time watches. 20 years removed, so, you know, bear with me. All right, let's get to The Matrix Revolutions. So, this one also came out in 2003 because it's really a continuation of Part 2. Obviously, that's something that has also taken, you know, effect these days where it's movies are split into two, that kind of thing. And, you know, this movie in its own way was kind of, you know, one of the first ones to to do that, if not the first. So, once again, directed by the Wachowskis. Uh, This one made $427 against a budget of around 130. So still a success, not as not as much so. Obviously both being released in the same year is kind of I feel like that was probably a mistake financially because you could easily see people getting burned out on it. And this one got the the worst reviews of the three. Uh, and I, I would agree, this is my least favorite. I don't hate the movie or dislike it even, but it is by far the weakest. I feel like for the most part, it barely even feels like a Matrix movie. It it almost feels like a more of a, like an alien or a Terminator film in terms of the look, the design, the action, the the you know the majority of the Matrix concepts and designs and ideas are not really in this. It's mostly action. It takes place in these dark cave like areas and and where you know the the aliens are attacking you know with the the Sentinels who are who are attacking and I'll get into this as well with Resurrections, but I feel like this is my least favorite part of the Matrix movies is these this 
conflict with these sentinels, the these dark, like washed out gray, grungy areas that I feel like it strips the movie of potentially great visuals and designs. And that for the most part, that's what this movie f- indulges in is, in, is in this conflict, which there are moments, but once again, I don't think the script, you know, you don't really get to know anyone that well. A lot of these, you know, soldiers or, or whatever you want to call them are, are injected in. And so overall, it it's okay. Maybe there are some big defenders on Big defenders of it, I don't know, but it is definitely my least favorite, even with the the sequel as well. And of course, this one ends with Neo dying, and then the Oracle and the Architect, you know, rebooting the Matrix, and you know, saying, you know, we'll probably see Neo again in the future. But it is a fairly solid ending where there never would really have to be a sequel, and it would feel, you know, pretty finished. Yeah, I, I it, it's a little long. It's a little boring at times. I, I think the ending where Neo dies and his, you know, ending with Carrie Ann Moss is, you know, that's, it's affecting and, and it's, it's strong, but there's just not enough before it to really make me like be won over by it. And I, I really don't think that's too hot of a take. You know, I think everyone says, you know, this is by far the worst, but yeah, it's, is what it is. You know, sequels like this, you never really know, but it, in my opinion, it was not done in uh, the best way that it could have, or they did not focus on the, the things that they should have in this movie and in, in, in the world of the Matrix. Because I feel like, you know, in the first two especially, so many interesting ideas and concepts, it almost feels like Terminator Salvation, something very stripped down and not really in a good way. All right, well, then let's get to, and that one would be a three out of five. So, passable, maybe it'll go up on rewatches, I don't know. Um, or maybe if people have opinions on it, feel free to tell me and maybe that'll help improve it for me. But right now it's a three. All right. Well, let's finish off with The Matrix Resurrections. And this one came out in 2021. So, you know, long time, almost 20 years after the third one. And it's directed by Lana Wachowski, not, not both of the Wachowskis, just Lana. This one incorporates like Jonathan Groff as Agent Smith, Neil Pat Harris, and then I, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who replaces uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. And this one, I didn't know really anything about going in. I didn't see the trailer. Uh, All I knew, it it was kind of a sequel. And overall, I like the movie. Uh, I actually would say it might be my second favorite, or at least on par with the second one. uh, Sorry if that upsets people, but I, I, I did enjoy this one a fair bit. And... What I found frustrating, though, is I feel like the part that is not taking place within the Matrix was almost the best part of the movie for me, where you're seeing Neo after 20 years of this, he's trying to deal with what's real, what's not, moving on with his life. He's in therapy, which obviously, you know, spoilers, but, you know, that turns out to not be what it is exactly. Him just trying to move on with his life and being very, very mentally affected by everything that that happened. I found that to be the best part of the movie. I feel like when it gets actually into the Matrix world again, I, I ironically, I found it less interesting uh, for the most part. I thought the train sequence was awesome. But once again, it goes into these dealings with like the Sentinels and, and these dark colorless locations that I just, I don't find that compelling or stimulating. And I love Keanu Reeves. Once again, you know, I think he's awesome. He's perfect in that role. Very iconic. And I like the, I like the whole cast. I think the incorporation, you know, again, of the, the visuals, the martial arts, all that stuff works. And it's it's very cleanly directed. I think it's very well directed, well written. 
And I think, you know, some of the effects with like Neil Patrick Harris, where there's the, the bullet time effect where he's like walking around as Neo is frozen partially. I think that stuff looks so cool. I love the zombie-esque sequence towards the end where he's Patrick Harris is controlling everyone to attack Neo. That stuff is so cool where they're jumping out of buildings and they're swarming like like in a horde, as he calls them. I think that stuff is really cool, really interesting idea and being new in the context of The Matrix. I do find that the middle of the movie, there are parts that drag. It is It is the longest. It is two and a half hours, so it is a little too long. And I feel like, once again, like I was saying before, they tend to focus on stuff that I just, for whatever reason, I don't find as interesting. I feel like if it had been, you know, the first half of the movie had been how the first act was, where it's him reuniting with people, trying to figure out what to do, what's real, you know, am I going crazy, what's happening? I think that was where I was actually feel like I was getting to learn who Neo is and getting emotionally attached. And then when he goes back, it's like it kind of strips it of that level for me. But still very entertaining for the most part. Uh, Very probably the most fun of the four. Once again, the most cleanly directed in, in my opinion. And I would be more than happy to see a fifth one. I don't know if they're going to. Yeah, uh, for a, a movie that's taking place 20 years after the fact, everyone slips into those roles who who they did, you know, keep uh, the original cast. And I, I think the new people are pretty good. Jonathan Groff is good. Neil Patrick Harris is good. There's something about kind of older Keanu Reeves that is very enjoyable for me. I don't know what it is exactly, but I think I really prefer older Keanu Reeves to to younger Keanu Reeves, maybe because his acting improves or something, but he's just more fun. He's more a little unpredictable and, and, and interesting to me. So, I think he, this is his best performance of the four. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it's one that if you haven't seen the first three, you know, might be fairly lost and that's... Oh, and this one made $159 million against a budget of 190 So, big flop financially. Got decent reviews, but very big flop. You know, the only one of the four to, to financially flop, uh, which is a shame. But I think, you know, it might be a little too little too late. Not a lot of people have seen. I feel like most people I talk to these days, they're aware of it. A lot of them haven't unless they're like my age. If they're a, a little bit younger, I feel like most have not unless they're like film nuts, which is too bad. It's different from something like, you know, Jurassic Park or something that has done really well with these reboots and remakes because this one is a little bit more complex where something like, you know, Jurassic Park, it's just, you know, dinosaurs fighting. It's pretty easy to get attached to that. Whereas this one, it's like, am I going to understand everything's going in if I see it? So overall, I can understand why it flopped. It's too bad. I wish it hadn't because I do think it is still a fairly solid movie. And it's it's interesting in the, in the context of other blockbusters that have come out. It is different in a lot of ways and I appreciate that. It's just not, it's not amazing, but still, uh, you know, a, a very enjoyable film to me. So, this one uh, would be three and a half out of five. So, I think, you know, one, The Matrix still will always be the best, but Reloaded and Resurrections are about on the same page and then Revolutions would be the weakest. And honestly, I feel like watching Resurrections, that might be the one I rewatch the most simply because it feels the most accessible, the most fun uh, once again. So, I feel like that being the newest film and being new to this franchise, maybe that makes more sense because it's just they're trying to make it more accessible to people perhaps. But And for me, that worked and I appreciate that. So, yeah. Well, that's the four. You know, I'm curious. Again, once again, please let me know what you think on Letterboxd, on our film uh, social media at FilmBuds, wherever uh, the FilmBuds podcast at gmail.com. Please reach out if you want to see certain movies reviewed 
something you like about what I'm doing here, something you don't like, suggestions, anything like that, please let us know. Subscribe, rate the show, tell your friends and family. Um, you know, check out filmbuds.bandcamp.com if you aren't there already for this show. This is a really cool franchise. I'm curious to see if they'll do any more. If not, that's it's not the worst thing in the world. They still left a big, great legacy. As always, thank you so much for listening. Really, really, really appreciate it. I uh, hope you got something out of it. And we'll see you next time.